Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a place where sharing God's word with the next generation in your circle of influence can be simple, easy, and fun. We know that intentionally teaching children about God and the relevancy of his word will be a game changer in their homes, schools, and communities. This podcast is a ministry of Bible to School, experts in engaging children with the word of God. Together, we will make sure that you can tell the children about the love of Jesus. Ready, set, let's go. Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast. I'm your host, Meredith Steidler, and this is episode 90. What do bubbles and grandmas have in common? Well, you'll just have to listen in today as Corey chats with author and, for girls like you, director of development, Lindsay Driscoll. I'm excited for you to hear about her devotional called Beautiful Hearted Women of the Bible, and specifically the conversational prompts and activities she's included to engage girls between the ages of six and 10 years old. Before we hear more about this, would you please take just a quick second to rate and review our podcast on your favorite podcast channel? This is such a huge help to our ministry and makes it easier for other listeners to find the content they love. You'll also want to head over to our website at Bible2School.com. That's Bible, the number two, school.com, and click on the resource tab to get to our show notes. You'll find everything that was talked about in today's episode, as well as a podcast archives tab where you can search for other topics you'd like to hear about. While you're there, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode. Lastly, I have some extra fun news for you. Our guest has a special offer just for our listeners waiting at the end of this interview. So make sure you stay tuned after you hear the closing prayer. Ready to hear how to draw our girls to Jesus by teaching them about beautiful hearted women of the Bible? Join Corey and Lindsay's conversation now. Well, Lindsay, welcome to our podcast. So happy to have you today. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Well, you have a lot of experience with this devotional that you write, you have written that we're going to talk about today and mothers and daughters, because you have some a background in that too. But first, can you tell us more about yourself and introduce yourself to us and about your family? Sure. Um, I'm from Atlanta originally, and now live in South Carolina. And I have triplets who are now in middle school, which is very hard to believe. Triplets. I've never yes. met anybody who has triplets. What <laughs> yeah, is that like? It's, I mean, it's awesome, but I don't know any difference. So <laughs> <laughs> it's my normal, you know, tough at two years old, but um, just, I, I love it as they get older. You know, it's easier. They're on the same schedule and all of that, but it's, it's such a gift. Two girls and a boy nice. and um, been married more than 15 years. And I had a mother-daughter devotional published in 2021 and now work for an awesome tween girls Christ-centered magazine called For Girls Like You. Right. We're going to talk about For Girls Like You a little bit. I have more questions about that. But I do have a question for you because we're, we're heading into summer. What does your family like to do? What's the highlight of their summer? What do they like to do? Well, we love sleeping in and going slow. <laughs> um, that, that's a plus definitely for the kids too. But we love going to the beach. That's always a sweet family time and just being outside and just having the freedom to just be together and just live slower. So we definitely enjoy that. <laughs> that is nice to have those seasons where you can slow down a bit and don't have to rush everywhere. That is yes. nice. That's nice. Yes. Absolutely. Wow. And we actually have a, I forgot to mention, I can't believe it, but a 90 pound Rhodesian Ridgeback dog who now we enjoy playing with outside as well. So wow, very big dog. 
Yes, very big and very active. <laughs> oh, so tell us about your a little bit about your role at For Girls Like You first. Yeah. So I'm the director of partnerships and development with For Girls Like You. So I just help make partnerships all over the world and locally with churches and schools and organizations to bring our tween girls magazine to them. So, you know, in the midst of this world and culture where things are just moving at a fast pace and sometimes at a pace and a style we don't want it to, our magazine really is so wholesome, so fun, so Christ-centered and so encouraging. I remember when my daughter was looking through it and she's like, mommy, I just, there's so many girls all over who love Jesus. And there's just so many girls who are highlighted in the magazine because there's a question regarding the theme that's sent out every other month. And then girls write answers to that theme. So you can see how God is working in their lives. And that's really special. And so there's that section. There's several devotions to encourage your faith based on the theme. There is a fun craft section, a STEM activity. It's just a tween girl's dream. And my girls love when it comes in the mailbox every other month. So they really enjoy their subscription. Gotcha. Well, there used to be a a magazine called Highlights a long, long, long time ago. If anybody out there is a grandmother or older, I guess. And and we would sit down together, my mom and I and or my sisters, and we would do all the puzzles and talk about things. And for yeah. this to be Christ-centered is is just beautiful. So I, I, that's what I love about for girls like you. So what you're doing is really, really exciting. But before then, you were an author, right? Yes. I had a mother-daughter devotional published for six to 10-year-old girls in 2021 by Focus on the Family through Tyndale Publishers. It's 40 stories of women in the Bible and has a bunch of creative and fun activities and action prompts and questions within the stories. And I just wrote this with the heart to want to engage my girls at the time they were five years old. And I just felt like the things I was reading them were said that they were for their age, but they weren't. They were just geared older and some of it inappropriate, some of it just you know, when you read to your child, sometimes when there's not engagement within it, they can lose interest. And having been a teacher, I'm really passionate about engaging kids. And so I decided to write these stories of women in the Bible and include reflective and imaginative questions within the stories to help reach these girls at that six to 10 year old age group. Well, because they're so, they're so inquisitive. They're so inquisitive and they're so moldable. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, for example, I shared the story a while ago, but my daughter, I remember she didn't want to share her dress with her sister. This is a simple story. <laughs> I had and, a sister like that. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And instead of like just preaching at her, I ended up just reading the story of Ruth as I had rewritten it. And there were reflective questions within that. And just through hearing the story and reflecting, I literally saw her go upstairs and she was pacing back and forth with her dress. And then she decided to give it to her sister. And not that our kids always make that good choice, but I will say when we spend time in the scriptures, And just what the Lord wants us to do, it just really molds our hearts. And so these stories are super impactful at girls at a young age. And I just felt like we were kind of skipping that young age group. I just couldn't find something. And so that's what really um, encouraged me to write it. And I also love to have fun with my kids. And so I included a fun activity in each one, as well as an action prompt. I'm also passionate about just making a difference in other lives like Jesus calls us to. Well, I know that you actually wrote about not just about Ruth or, you know, Sarah, like all the, the main ones you hear about all the time. You wrote about pe- women in the Bible that you hadn't really heard much about. So mm-hmm. tell us about that. 
Yeah. Well, one of them in particular is Damaris. And it's actually only one line, but it just really spoke to me very strongly because I think it echoes what we're dealing with in this culture and just really that people have dealt with always. It happened in Athens, Greece, and Paul was preaching to a crowd there and he was getting insulted and teased because of preaching about Jesus. And there was a woman in the crowd named Damaris. And that day she says that she chose to believe. And, you know, I just think about if you were someone in my story helps you imagine if you were in the crowd that day, you know, people are insulting Paul, you know, a lot of people would just go with the crowd. A lot of some people asked him to come back later and didn't decide to choose Jesus that day. But Demaris did. She made that choice that day to follow Jesus, despite what the crowd was doing around her. And it gives me chills as I speak about it because Damaris wasn't perfect, but she was a woman after God's heart. And so I think that we can all learn from that and say, you know what, we also don't have to listen to culture as moms or dads. We don't have to listen to culture as young girls. We can listen to Jesus and we can follow him. And I think these women just really inspire us to see, you know, that what we can do is we follow Jesus too. We don't have to follow the crowd. We can also follow the Lord. And their role models. Like, of course, there's, you know, like I said, Esther and, and even Jesus's mother, Mary. I mean, she was a teenager when mm-hmm. she said yes to obey yes. the, what, what God's plan was for mm-hmm. all of us. So glad she did that. So glad yes. she had strong. <laughs> and you can have strong faith at a young age. What I love that is this creating this tool like you did, Lindsay. Like you said, you do it with your daughters, not yes. you're not preaching at them. And sometimes I know I work, like I said, Bible to school we always want to engage them with their hands or, you know, or with a game or with a a tactile thing or whatever to keep them engaged with their mind and their heart. And man, this, this devotional really does it. I mean, tell me more about how it's kind of laid out. Can you tell our listeners how you lay this out? Sure. And actually I'll share the um, Lois and Eunice story, speaking of mother's day and (laughs) a grandmother and mother. So the chapter is called leaving a legacy, Lois and Eunice. And I have a scripture first in each chapter. And then I have, as I said, reflective or imaginative questions within the story. So this first reflective question is what is one way your mom or grandma is beautiful hearted? So then you go through the story with your daughter and you get to listen to her answers and her heart and different things. And then toward the end, at the end of the story, there's three questions, a prayer, a daughter's in action. This daughter's in action is actually one of our favorites. And you create large bubbles. You make the solution. You blow large bubbles on your kitchen counter. Not that messy. So don't worry, mom. I was going to say, how messy is this? Lindsay? It's not that messy. And if you don't have granite or counters that can get wet, you can use a pan. So you um, blow a huge bubble and then you blow other bubbles within the big bubbles. And Mm -hmm. so we've had a blast. My son loved it. My daughters loved it. And the point of it was that generations after generations, we just want to keep sharing the little moments that we share about the Lord and scriptures just grows the heart of faith in our daughters and then our daughter's daughters and so on and so on, just as you create bubbles inside a bubble. So that's a fun one. Right. And your, your scripture on that Psalm 78, four, I mean, we will tell the next generation, the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power and the wonders he has done at Bible mm. to school. We have kids say, who's God. I've never heard of him. Mm. So we, we work with public school kids. And so the lo- how lovely that is that you're not only highlighting Lois and Eunice and that generational faith that's being passed down, but 
I mean, you're, you're helping along with bubbles, Lindsay. That's mm-hmm. great. <laughs> That's awesome. And then the, um, the creative fun is at the very last end of the story. So it just talks about, you're actually making pancakes and you do them in heart shapes. And just to show that, you know, our life is all about loving God and loving others. And just talk about how many women in the Bible you can name and summarizing the book. But, you know, a lot of the, one of the creative fun activities of Abraham and Sarah was creating an edible model of the land they traveled. So, you know, I just try to always make a link and a connection. I'll give one more activity real quick, an action prompt for the desperate woman because she was sick. And so the action prompt is to bring or send a toy to the hospital for a child that's there. And so there's a lot of very activities that really help you think outside of just your yourself and your child's world. And if we want them to have a more, you know, outward heart, how can I love my neighbor? How can I love others like God calls me to? There's a ton of activities that are very simple that mm-hmm. help us do that. Great, great. I don't know about other moms or, or aunts or uncles that it's sometimes it's hard to think of those things. You think you mm-hmm. got to do the big stuff, but little tiny, like that. Yes. To- that's great. Get Grab a yeah. toy and send it to the hospital. There's lots of sick kids in the hospital that could yes. use that. That's wonderful. Well, actually, and going back to Lois and Eunice, that is what the little small moments are what led to Timothy coming to know the Lord, who ended up mm. becoming a pastor of Ephesus, you know, who was Lois's grandson and Eunice's son. So it's just really cool to see how the Lord can work in such small moments. So as moms, sometimes we feel like we need to carry the world and do a million things, but we don't. It's just simple things. And for Girls Like You magazine is another way to have a simple, just a simple way to have small moments for our girls to learn how to seek the Lord. Let's pause right now and take a question from one of our Bible to School kids. What does God look like? This is a great mystery because no one has seen God's face. In fact, God said no man could see him and live. And so he placed his hand over Moses as he passed by to keep his face hidden from Moses. Even though we don't know what God looks like, we do know that Moses's face was shining just from talking to God, which speaks to God's brilliance and his magnificent glory. Tell me about the table of contents. It's organized by topic mm-hmm. and you have the names of the women in the topic. So tell me about that, how you arrived at all that. Yeah, well, I did do it in order from Old to New Testament. And then I just tried to really think about a theme that the story represented and that would draw the girl's heart to the Lord. And so that was my focus um, throughout it. I really, I wasn't trying to paint a picture of women who were perfect. I really just told the stories as they were. They're very scriptural. I didn't want them to be my words. I wanted them to be the Lord's words coming straight from the Bible. And that's one of the unique things. I think we can draw a lot of riches out of simple words in the Bible. And so, so yeah, I just want, I want girls to see what is beautiful hearted about these women is that they chose to follow the Lord period. And so right. from there, God moves in your heart, you know? So I think that helps us not get so caught up in it's all about me and me, me, me and what I do. It's, it's not like the Lord can really move our hearts. And it's about a sweet, loving relationship with the Lord and him moving in our hearts. So I really try to come back to that again and again, like the woman at the well. She mm-hmm. was far from perfect, right? <laughs> but Jesus right. went to her as we all are. And Jesus mm-hmm. went to her. And the beautiful thing about her was she was in awe that he was right there talking to her. And he said, she said, I want this living water. I don't want this water that runs dry. I'm tired of being empty. I want to be filled by you, Jesus. And she ran and told all the people in the town about Jesus who she was avoiding before because of shame. So even speaking of public schools or wherever we are in our life, how when we have the confidence of Jesus in us and the love of him, 
there's so many people that would just love to hear that, that would feel so refreshed. Their souls would be refreshed. Just like the woman of the well went and told the townspeople, we can do that right. as well. Well, it's the best kept secret. This good news, it kind of flips the world, you know, the world's message on its end. You know, it's about others. It's not about us, but also the women of the well. I love it that she was the first missionary. She's mm. one, and she told all her friends and she must've been pretty uh, interesting because they all like, you changed, you know, I thought yeah. like I spent with my, with my friends, like, oh, you, you changed. Yeah. <laughs> and it said that many people came to believe because of her testimony and Jesus's words. Mm. So it was just so cool how the Lord really used her story and the Lord can use us as well. Yeah. Well, tell, what's your daughter's favorite woman in the Bible? So you, you said you have daughters. I actually and- asked them the other day and my daughter, Brooklyn said, Deborah was her favorite one. Um, just such a strong, courageous woman, not caring what others think. And I, I love that. And then my other daughter really liked Ruth and um, her kindness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's hard to pick. There's just right. so but Ruth women. was strong too. You know, she, yes. for you go, I will go. You're Your God absolutely. will be my God. I mean, she was in a yes. foreign country and everything. All, yes. All different kinds of strength. <clears throat> yes. Absolutely. I love seeing that. Some, sometimes the culture also paints, you know, mm. mild, you know, that's all you have to be or, or being strong in your faith is not looked at as, you know, what a woman should be mm. wrong. There's all, all kinds of strengths, quiet strengths and bold strengths, yes. but all done for the Lord. You can't go wrong. Yes. And actually the poor widow in that story, that's a great example of that. Somebody with, that was super humble. And I really point that out in my story that, you know, Jesus called his disciples over to him when he was watching this woman who so humbly gave out of her heart, like mm. all she had to live on because she loved the Lord. And that was what was beautiful to Jesus. And she didn't go shout it out in the rooftops. That was a beautiful quality. So yeah, you're right. Humility, Humility. is so beautiful to the Lord. And so his heart. Do you have any activity that you all and your family enjoy or repeated maybe from this, this devotional? Yeah. So we've done one of them. They like doing again and again was the edible model of the land Abraham and Sarah traveled. We Dude, actually always like, good. I know we did like a kids baking championship competition and they each did it. It was cute. And then I've also done um, the um, persistent widow and learning about persistent prayer. You write down in a journal, just a prayer request that you have. And well, my daughter wrote down a prayer request she had that she wanted me to pray for her about. And then she gave me the journal, my journal and put it on my nightstand. And then I wrote her back and said a prayer. And then I asked her to pray for something about for me. And then we wrote back and forth. You can do it once, you know, once a day or once a week or just whenever there's no formula, but it was really beautiful because it does allow you to have a heart that's more persistent in prayer. But also there are so many things in your daughter's heart that you might not realize are going on. And there were Brooklyn, Mm -hmm. my daughter and I are really close. And Mm -hmm. there were some things that she was thinking about that I didn't even know were on her heart. And, but Mm -hmm. yet she wrote it out in a journal style. So it's just a beautiful way to bring your heart and thoughts to the Lord while also connecting with each other. So we've done that several times. Oh, I can attest to that. When I ask my kids, like I'll text them, how can I pray for you? Sometimes they come back with some things like, oh, I didn't know you were struggling with that. I'm I'm glad you shared, you know, but you don't know unless you ask. So it's a perfect perfect way to do that, to initiate that. Great job. And, And also just some simple things like making a meal or baking cookies or writing encouraging chalk messages on a neighbor's driveway, you know, just little things like that, that we've done. So it's a lot of fun. Lindsay, we're winding down our time here, but I wanted, before we left, I wanted to say, ask you like our, our listeners, like I said, moms, dads, grandparents, aunts and uncles, Sunday school teachers, they're always looking for ways to tell children about Jesus. 
So what encouragement or advice would you like to leave with us today? Yeah, I would just love to encourage you that, you know, you don't have to think it's not a a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Just taking a moment at a time, a day at a time. And that, you know, remembering that as we seek the Lord, the Lord will be there with you as you raise your daughter or granddaughter or, um, or whoever it is that, you know, even though it can be a little intimidating and hard with the culture and what's going on to not get discouraged because there are still so many amazing things happening and God is powerful and he is the same. And it's just a beautiful opportunity. People are hungry for love. They're hungry for the Lord. If we can just find, you know, a few other friends for our kids to know who can be encouraging to be around and be lights in the world. The Lord is so needed and um, people are just hungry for him. So just encouragement to just have community around you and just keep seeking the Lord and he is faithful and he will be there with you. Yes. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow and forever. And that's one of the favorite verses of our Bible school kids. So thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. And also if I could just show, um, I don't know if you're looking, if you're just listening, but if you're looking, um, these are two of the issues of the magazine um, for girls like you that does come six times a year. And that's another sweet way to get your daughter engaged to realize that she's a part of a community and not alone and seeking the Lord. And then this is the devotional. So it's 40 yeah. stories. Girls like you, we're going to link to that, but also for your devotional, we're going to, we're going to, you can get that online. Is that right? Yeah. So you can get it anywhere. Um, Amazon, Target, Mardell's. It's now in the store at Mardell's. And it's beautiful hearted women of the Bible by Lindy Driscoll, a creative mother daughter devotional. Is that yes. right? That's correct. Yep. And then um, the website for, for girls like you is that just that for girls like you.com. Yeah. All right. Well, Lindsay, can you end us in prayer? We really appreciate you um, sharing with us today. Devotionals are totally needed and and intentional moments are incredibly needed and we all are in this together. So thanks for sharing your, your gifts and talents with us. Yes, absolutely. And you can also get constant encouragement at lindsaydriscoll.com. So I write about faith and parenting as well. um, I would love to pray. Lord, just thank you so much for each um, each person listening to this, Lord, each parent, grandparent, aunt, uncle, whoever is listening to this, God, I just thank you that you know their needs. You know exactly what's going on in their child's heart or their girl's heart, boy's heart, exactly what they need, Lord. And I just thank you that it's not a surprise to you, Father. And I just pray if, if it's loneliness, Lord, that you would provide friends for that boy or girl, Lord. If it's just the need to fit in, Lord, I pray that you would give them satisfaction, God. They don't have a relationship with you, Lord. I pray that you would open their heart and eyes to find just fulfillment in you and a relationship with you, Lord. And just give these parents and just guardian strength, Lord, to just keep pointing to you, Lord. And I just pray that they would feel so, so encouraged, God, that you are walking with them every single step of the way, every single moment, God, that we don't have to look to tomorrow, God, that you say that you will give us um, our daily bread, that we ask you to give us our daily bread and you say you will, Lord. So it's just today, it's not tomorrow's. So I thank you for meeting us right in this moment, Lord. And thank you for using this devotional for your glory. Thank you for using for girls like you for your glory. Thank you for using Bible to school for your glory, Lord. And I just pray right now um, that your hand of just blessing and favor and love would be on each and every child, God, who comes, comes through those doors in Bible to school. God, I thank you for the way that you will be glorified and that you will move in their hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's leave today with this encouragement that as you seek the Lord, He will be with you as you raise the children in your life. I know, just like Lindsay, You want everyone to see the thing which makes these Bible women so beautiful-hearted is that they chose to follow the Lord, period. I really enjoyed hearing the different activities and prompts Lindsay shared, 
especially the journal prompt. When my daughter is emotional and refuses to talk to me, which yes, it happens, she will write in her journal and place it on my pillowcase to respond to later. Just like Lindsay mentioned in one of her devotional activities, this has been a game changer in our household. So what did you glean from this episode? We love to engage with our listeners. Go ahead and follow us on Facebook and Instagram so you can comment on the podcast post for this episode, number 90. Also, as promised, Lindsay has a special offer for our listeners. She has graciously extended a promo code for you to subscribe to For Girls Like You, a fun, Christ-centered magazine for tween girls at a discount. Just head on over to their website, forgirlslikeyou.com, and click on subscribe. There will be a box to enter the promo code BIBLE2SCHOOL. That's BIBLE, the number two, school. And if you need a reminder of this code, just check out our show notes for all these details in writing. Or if you'd like to see what the magazine is all about, go to our show notes and click on the link free digital copy of the For Girls Like You magazine. You'll automatically get a discount if you subscribe from there. And a big thank you to Lindsay. Well, I just know there's at least one friend of yours who has a daughter or granddaughter between the ages of six and 10 to whom you could share this episode. So please do. Our heart here at the You Can Tell the Children podcast is to help as many people as we can share the gospel with the kids in their lives. Thank you for partnering with us in this very important mission. Finally, thanks so much for tuning in. And until next week, remember, you can tell the children about Jesus.